0: Welcome to episode three of On the Cusp, our podcast about great things happening in Shreveport. Got my co-host, Matt Snyder, back with me today. And today, we're fortunate to have Jessica from the COHAB here. And this is probably easy for you since you've been in the news business forever and ever. Okay. (laughs) Welcome.
1: Thank you so much. Thanks for having me today.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So tell us, what's going on at the COHAB?
1: Well, uh, so at Cohab, we are coming out of our summer months. So we're seeing a lot of new folks coming in as school goes back into session, uh, bringing in their ideas and, and getting ready to kind of get down to work in the, in the fall, uh, oh, cool. get, you... get some new stuff rolling. Mm-hmm.
2: So, Jesse, we wanted to talk. We were talking about, OK, these new startup businesses, mm-hmm. who really has the pulse of that community in Shreveport? And you have came up very quickly and we're like out of anyone who's talking to these people, Jessica sees them at an early stage and works with them and has moved a lot of those companies from that early stage to the next stage. So I I think our goal today is to learn about that part of the business cycle from you. Maybe some fun stories, some cool things that you see, any kind of updates on anything that you know. Um. Hopefully people know the Cohab, maybe a quick introduction of what Cohab does, but then going into like why it matters.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, the really simple explanation that like you write on the flyers and stuff mm-hmm. uh, is Cohab is a co-working space and we're a business incubator. So we work with businesses and entrepreneurs who they have an idea Uh, or they have a really fledgling business and they want to know either how to take that first step and get started and do it the right way, right, build that solid foundation, or they have already gotten started and they realize now that they need a solid foundation uh, to build the next level. And so we really are there to, you know, work on that ground level, get in the trenches with them and help them develop the materials that they need, um, the strategies, and some of the, you know, business acumen that they need to be successful right. in the next stage of their business. Um so on a, a business to business, you know, basis, that's what we do. Um on a broader community scale, as far as the entrepreneurial community in Northwest Louisiana, I like to think of us as a bridge. We like to connect entrepreneurs to the resources that are available to them in the community.
2: Cool. How many businesses are working out of Cohab right now?
1: About 25.
2: Cool. And That's how great. many of those people know each other before they start working in that building?
1: Um, not a lot. I mean, there, this is, you know, you hear people say Shreveport is a, you know, small, big town. Right. So there definitely is some overlap, folks who have maybe worked on projects together. But it definitely is a a connector and a meeting place for folks to find people who think like them, have an entrepreneurial leaning uh,
0: network. Yep, the network. A lot of times we talk about having the network. I mean, we, uh, you know, at the BRF, we think of the Cohab as that spot in Shreveport because we send a lot of people there mm-hmm. when, we know, when they come to us and we go, okay, we know they're not ready, but, okay, we don't want them to go away. We don't want to lose them in our community. I think that's really one of the key elements that we in Shreveport have to focus on, yeah. okay? It's okay to have a business idea, okay? And then we may need to make sure that we have resources where people come in, they go to the right places. Now, you and I, we have kind of walked that path with several mm-hmm. companies yeah. now, yeah okay, and we're going to hear one in an episode here in, in the future. What about that? what is what, what, what do you see were the hard parts that people in, in the community can where can they help?
1: Well, I think that um, the hard part is really in getting and I say the hard part, there, there are lots, but if you're talking really early stage businesses, I think the hardest part is just to go from that stage where you have an idea, you have something that you want to work on, and being able to identify what the next steps are to actually take that from an idea to even the very beginning of a business in an efficient enough way that you can actually do it, right? Mm Because we've all got, like, we've got families and and kids and jobs if you haven't started your business yet. And so it's not like we all live in this, you know, deprivation tank where all we have to, that we can be doing is thinking about this idea. Um, And so you need help very often. Not everybody, but, you know, somebody who can say, you know, I've seen this a million times not this exact idea Mm -hmm. but this stage of an idea and here's what i think would be a good next step let's identify the single next hurdle that you need to jump and i'm gonna help you jump over it
2: So, Mm -hmm. so it's not a secret that i've probably been pretty critical on certain nonprofits in the area of getting real results of being able and liking to read a mission statement all the time but not being able to show solid results into the business community of Shreveport, mm-hmm. I'll say that. I believe you have some results. Can you tell us some stories of where entrepreneurs came to you and what happened from that? What Cohab does in real story to put entrepreneurs into that next level?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, the nice thing about working at Cohab, you know, for me and I hope for our entrepreneurs as well is that um, we are, we're working hard to create that community because very often the hurdle, you know, we we talk about keeping entrepreneurs engaged in Mm -hmm. the community and and, and helping them build that business is, is just the keeping them part of it, right? Keeping in touch, keeping that communication open. When there's a place that you can go to work on your idea or just to have your meetings or even just to come and sit down and meet with with me or with one of our one of our other folks. Um, You know, it's a lot easier to keep tabs on people to keep them in the space. And so, you know, we've had folks that, um, you know, have come in to start working on the idea physically. So uh, Peter Lyons with Lyons Pride Coffee is a Mm -hmm. great example for a lot of reasons. But, you know, he came in very knowledgeable about coffee. I think anybody who's ever met him would probably tell you he is the most knowledgeable person about (laughs) coffee that they have ever met um, and most passionate about it. And, And again, he had a lot, if not all, of the pieces that he needed to create his business. It was just a matter of, like, stacking them in the right order and also having... A place and a platform to jump from. And so I mean we worked on everything.
0: Right, absolutely. And I, I think you hit a key point, a place to jump from. Like oh, okay? that too. Okay? That's key. And I love the I love it that you're thinking that way. Jim Malsh's building, mm-hmm. okay? It's a place to jump to, it's a place to land. It's one more place to go, okay, for that next level. I would tell you, eight years ago we didn't have that.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay? It was do I go rent the space? Mm -hmm. Okay. And then when you looked at the financials, it was, "Mm, you're going to struggle if you do that. Okay. We got to have all those pieces. I think we've struggled with it. Okay. Um, and we got to have the community thinking about it holistically in, do we have all the pieces to the puzzle in place, regardless of the type of business that you want to start.
2: I was about to ask you that, and and I know that's changed over the years. At this point in 2022, Mm Cohab, are y'all open for business with any kind of business, small business, entrepreneur, or or are you still down a lane? I, I know at one point you're aiming more technology, true, innovative startup.
1: Yeah, no, I think we're definitely open to working with any kind of business um, because I think at those foundational levels, most of the work that we're doing is the same, right? Yes. Making making Mm -hmm. sure whether you are climbing ladders to repair a roof or you are writing code or you are making cakes – when we're talking about you know, the, the strong foundation that a business needs to be successful as it grows bigger, you know, understanding your financial situation and uh, you know, knowing how to structure your cost of goods and your pricing, um, how to interact with clients and how to develop you know, a, a customer uh, experience for your clients, whether mm-hmm. you're building them a website or you're baking them a cake, um, you know at, at our level, a lot of those elements are pretty much the same right? right so so it's the side of things that maybe you aren't an expert in yet. so you are a roofer and so you want to start a roofing company. you were never a business person necessarily. some folks are yeah um but but those those pieces, those elements at the very beginning are very similar from business to business so i'm you know I'm always happy.
2: Yeah. Dave and I talk a lot about, through the years, my story of deciding to open a business, quitting my job, and going to find the resources that were available to start a business. And I went to a lot of places and stopped a lot and got a lot of, of pointed to other organizations. And I will say that Cohab, even at that time, which was much more strategically aimed at technologies and whatnot was the most helpful for a person looking oh, to make it, yeah. that jump. Yeah. So uh, I, think, I think it's uh, we, we've had a lot of
0: portfolio years. companies that started there, mm-hmm. okay, Eric's perfect example, yeah. Red River Brewery, yeah. you know, and I can go on and on and on, I, I think it's a, a, a natural progression, it works well, um, I think there are some some gaps, okay, that we have in the community that mm-hmm. we got to work on, um, food is one of them. We're lucky that we got the kick out at, yeah, out at Southern, you know, we struggled for a long time with food. Okay. There wasn't anybody really there. Okay. They're coming online. Mm-hmm. They're doing that. Um, we struggle with, we get a lot of opportunities that come in. We leverage the launch network mm-hmm. to push people out to the right organization. I think that is absolutely key for Shreveport and Bossier Because if somebody is out there thinking about launching a business, we got to be so good that our networks bring them into the right resource partner to get it done so that they believe that they can go out and do it.
2: The coolest thing about Cohab to me is when you're starting a business, you have this idea of what a business owner looks like and Mm -hmm. running a business looks like, but you've really basically not been around a lot of business owners unless they were your boss probably mm-hmm. or your parent or something mm-hmm. that isn't a true view. I love the, the fact that that fishbowl is like it is and you're around other people and you're watching a guy that might be two months into his business or six months into yeah. business, and he's struggling with the things he's doing and he's pivoting and you get to see what success looks like, what not yes. to do, what to do. What others and, are doing. And having
0: it downtown it's is unique. always a winner yeah. to me. Yeah, I okay? like where it is Where too. you are, what you're doing, that's a big winner. And we definitely need that where, where it is. Because there's lots of lots of things going on downtown every day. Okay? And we got to point people to the cohab to make sure that they... Have-
2: Jessica, I feel like as I've gotten farther in my business, mm-hmm. I've gotten more separated from the new entrepreneur the the young person in their business i feel like i was very in that world for a long time and maybe COVID even separated that even more Mm -hmm. could you give us some example like what can somebody like me that wants to know these young new thinkers and wants to engage with them you got any ideas how we can do a better job of engaging with those people
1: well i think that it's been tough over the last couple of years, like literally everything has been, um, you know, w- events and, and programs like what we were talking about, One Million Cups, before yeah. we started rolling, mm-hmm. um, they've gotten kind of harder to put together, and, and I think you've lost some of that face-to-face contact, even right. even as, as far into this as we are, but I think looking for opportunities and going out of your way, um, like you know, it's kind of like kids' birthday parties, right, is when that Saturday morning comes, you're like, man, I really don't want to go to the, you know, to the Soft Play Center to do this birthday party until it's your kid's party and nobody right, right, shows right, right, right. you know. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but so, so going out of, out of your way to go to those events to make the time, because the benefit is the same as, being out on that floor in Cohab, right? It's really easy to tuck into an office, to tuck behind your monitor, and and to feel like you're being productive but feel frustrated at the same time at what that productive is actually netting you. Whereas if you're out on the floor and you're interacting, you're making connections and you're learning mm-hmm. things that you weren't looking for.
0: Right.
2: Yeah. And those are often the things us, we yeah, need Yeah, Yeah, we got to know. us know when those events are coming. Because one, <laughs> right. I want to be a part of them yeah. and we can also yeah. share I them think, out.
0: I think Emily does a great job of reaching out to you to yeah, make sure absolutely. it's on, on the launch network mm-hmm. so that we get that information out to all the people. What's your funniest cohab story? When, when, you, when you think about all that you've done down there, what, what makes you laugh? Well,
1: and it's funny because I knew this moment was coming, but um, probably the, uh, the funniest thing, so we've been in our location. We're in the Red River District in downtown Shreveport for folks that don't know us. Uh, so uh, we are under the Texas Street Bridge. We moved in in the summer of 2013, I want to say, and it was that summer that it was like 100 degrees every day for like four years. Mm-hmm. It Feels and like this summer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and it rained once in four months, and it was on the Fourth of July. So we we moved in and we did a bunch of renovation work, and um, we decided to do a ribbon cutting in conjunction with Digifest. We were hosting you know business uh, panels and stuff down there, and it rained and it rained like it's raining now. Like the 10 day forecast (laughs) is nothing but rain every day. And it turns out our roof had a bunch of holes in it.
0: Oh, and we had
1: no idea because it hadn't rained in four months. We've been doing construction in there, and so we definitely hosted some of the biggest names in regional business, talking about all of this really, you know, important businessy and technology stuff. With uh, plastic totes all over the ground, oh, because, my it was, because it was raining on them like umbrellas, and 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 it just it rained inside for days. That's and great business. That is
2: great. Yeah. That's how every small yeah. business should have to learn. That's right. Deal with this. Yes.
1: And it's one of those times that, you know, my background is in TV news. Uh, you know, I, I came to a a broadcast technology startup. That's how I ended up in Northwest Louisiana. I moved here from DC as well. And, uh, and I am really glad I did because that's one of the most, uh, one of the first lessons Uh, you learn in TV news is how to overcome I have never regretted (laughs) leaving
0: Washington, DC.
1: And uh, but yeah, so I I really felt like that was good training for uh, for our great. That is a that is a a funny story. My
2: favorite Cohab story that I I feel like is the feeling I have about Cohab still to this day was very early in my business being down there. Some was that's the first place I ever saw a 3D printer Mm -hmm. and it was like five different people all starting their businesses so random and we're all leaning over this yep. thing watching it. They
1: got pictures like, of that actually and, <laughs> so
2: cool. like, and that to me is the spirit of cohab mm-hmm. that, that i have and and yeah. why i think it's a very special place really.
1: yeah when i love too because you know that's really indicative of the community that i think we're all working so hard to build too because I got into 3D printers uh, talking to John Morales with, with DMI and and became an enthusiast myself. And now we're at the point where, you know, we can kind of help people launch or, you know, do their prototypes or at least some modeling at Cohab. Right. And so, you know, again, that just goes to show you those connections in the community that you're not necessarily intentionally yeah. creating yeah. but how valuable they can be down the Absolutely. road. That's awesome. I, I think
0: I, that's interesting for us is... That particular aspect of building an entrepreneurial ecosystem, and that is, it's hard for us when somebody comes in and they need to prototype something. Mm-hmm. Okay, we don't have that. All right, we got to go to multiple places. I don't like it when I have to send somebody outside Shreveport-Bossier. Yeah. Okay, so I think there's there's a need there. We got to come up. I, I wish I had a solution for that. But there's definitely a need for something to... to When
2: we say we're on the cusp... We are. I think (laughs) the spot where we're going to fall over is going to happen because of places like Co-op. Yep. It's not going to happen because of the guys that have been running business in Chippewa for 50 years, in my opinion. They're going to help. They're going to assist in their important part. But it's going to happen because we get better at supporting new ideas young entrepreneurs, and we get better at that. So thank you so much for coming, yeah, Jessica. absolutely, we'll oh, thank Jessica. You. Thanks
0: for coming. And I hope somebody that's watching this, you know, they, it spurs them on to submit an idea or ask a hard question about our entrepreneurial ecosystem. Uh, if you do, uh, shoot us an email at info at E-A-P-L-A.com. Thank you. Thank thank
1: you you so much, guys. It's been fun.
0: Thank you. (laughs) We hope it was easy.